Hi everyone, thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Much Obliged podcast. Uh, if you could like, subscribe, share the video, uh, that would be massively helpful. And if you could follow us on all of our social media accounts, that would be brilliant as well. We're also starting a, a Patreon, so the link for everything will be below. So the Patreon will have extra stuff. And if you could su subscribe to that, then we don't, uh, don't have to, we can do more stuff because we'll have more money. And we'll have to do the shit we don't like doing to get money. So that would be much obliged if you could do that. Yeah, much obliged. So, <laughs> potentially, <laughs> potentially, hello and welcome to the Much Obliged podcast. We have been uh, already talking for about 10 minutes with our special guest, Phil Ellis. Oh, special? Stop yeah. it. He's actually yeah. the third most. He's, uh, yeah, he is the third, third most, most accomplished, accomplished uh, act. But the other, right, let's not do it all again. But uh, potentially, we have left the opening 10 minutes in uh, because it sounded okay. Or... The sound was of such low quality, we had to cut it out. But to <laughs> summarise, previously on the Much Obliged podcast, Phil, what have we been talking about? Uh, I was just questioning about how cheap I am uh, as a person, and that is from all the people. Uh, I do the, the Another One podcast quite mm. a bit, and all their listeners seem to think I'm like some Tory, just because <laughs> I, I refuse. I, I got a Cineworld card. You're supposed to be able to go anywhere you want free. As many times as you want, and I went to one in Leicester Square, and because it was in Leicester, it was in the West End, <laughs> I had to pay two pounds, which I refused to do, and I think it's it's all be and it's emphasised by the fact I was on a first date, but I offered to buy a snacks twenty five percent off. It ended up we had to walk away from the cinema, and then I went to the Odeon, but that turned out to be way too expensive, so we just didn't go to the cinema. So, but so, I stand by that. And didn't I think didn't you end up seeing her again? Didn't you? Yes, many, well, many times. Well, she knew he fought for what was right. Yeah. He had a moral compass. Uh, he knew that just because he was in <laughs> London, they're not better than him. Yeah. Just because he's from up north, they think they can rip him off. But, but, but yeah. my question links to She's from this Grimsby. She <laughs> Do you like Coca-Cola? Yeah, <laughs> the way you carry that Coca-Cola. <laughs> so, also, do you I like Coca-Cola? Like Coca a while yes. ago, because I, 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 I think Coke, like Diet Coke or, or Pepsi Max and normal Pepsi are completely different experiences. You know, I uh, I like I don't like I only like full fat Coke. Yeah, I agree. So yeah. I, I ordered a Coke, a Pepsi, at a, a bar a while ago, and they didn't tell me they only had Pepsi Max. Right. And then they gave me, a pe and I could tell the difference. And people asked me, I said, "Well, this isn't the same." But I can't go to the bar and complain. I don't think. Yeah, of course you can. So you'd have gone and complained. Yeah. Okay. Have I'm you ever ordered a Guinness and they pull out a can? I say, oh, can I have a pint of Guinness? And then they pull out a can of Guinness and start full. And it's oh, like, no. that is not the same, buddy. This is not what I asked for. Yeah, but I asked for a pint. If you're going to pour from a can, you need to tell me yeah. it's a can, okay? Like, and then yeah. I can say, no. So you'd have said something in that experience? Well, yeah. Right for, yeah, if you're at a bar and you order a pint and they get of any anything, particularly Guinness, which is supposed to be controlled, isn't it, in bars? You're not allowed to just, anyone's not allowed to just have a Guinness pump, but you've got to be checked. But, yeah, if you pull out a can, then I'll go and do that at myself on a bench. You need to <laughs> sit <laughs> for the fucking, for the Atmos of the, the <laughs> Yates's Wine Lodge. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll go, go under a bridge. I'll get a brown paper oh, bag to put it in. Yeah. And I'll just scream at passers-by. I was, I was outside in London so often. Like you, There's not a lot of beer gardens in London. That's the thing. So when I lived there in Finsbury Park, there was only like a few places when it was really hot you could sit outside. But I, the amount of times we sat there, with a pint that costs six fifty, 
And then there'd just be a bloke sat on a bench next to me <laughs> with a can. I was going, what am I do? Why am I paying fifty for the same exactly yeah. the same experience? I'm chatting to this bloke <laughs> who sat on a bench with a can. And, and I bought him the can. <laughs> One of them are lower. I remember there used to be this, this homeless guy I used to chat to. He used to go to a hostel next to the um uh, the bar that me and my friend always used to meet at. So I sat there uh, quite a lot, and he'd always come around and we'd chat and catch up with things. And he said, "Oh, can you get me some uh, bit of, get me some cans from the shop?" I went, "Yeah, I'll go get you some cans." So we went to get these ciders that he wanted, and I remember I was in there. I went, "Are they any good? These ciders?" He went, "Yeah, they're good. Try one." So I remember, and I got this can of cider. I went home and I was drinking. I go, "What the fuck am I doing?" It was <laughs> disgusting, obviously. And I'm fucking drinking, taking recommendations off an alcoholic homeless guy for which cider off the bottom shelf to drink. Buy the can. It was fucking rank, but anyway. But so <laughs> he, was, said, he said, "He yeah. said try one," and you were buying them. Here you go. Yeah, well, he said, "He said, yeah, but get one," and I did. You know, and he was a lovely bloke. But um, but he would sit there, and we'd just chat for hours. And we'd go, go, "Why am I? How do I just sit next to him, yeah. drink a can?" You're in there paying two pound extra for West End prices, exactly. And he's there with a bloody can on this, having a great time. It's gone to shit. So when when did you live in London? I lived there from for about three years. Uh, I left about two years ago. Just doing stand-up? Recording the Radio 4 sitcom. That was why I was there, because my co-writer lived in London. Funds and Games? No, that was... Funds and Games would have been before, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. That was years ago, Funds and Games. Now, Good times, though. Good times. Good times. I don't know (laughs) if this is going to be rude, Phil. I hope it's not. I actually, it goes back oh. to that... No, no, I I shouldn't have prefaced that, because I don't think it is. I think it's a great thing. (laughs) <laughs> but you struck me because I was living with Will Duggan when oh, that yeah. was when that was all kicking off. Who was, uh, you know, a, a co-star of, yeah. the, of the whole thing. And even though you were like to so many comics that like had this breakout hit in Edinburgh, it was a huge thing. Mm. You were able to tour it around, and then they wanted to push you. They wanted to get you on TV. To so many comics, that would have been like this giddy, exciting thing of, oh, they want to put me on TV. You strike me as the kind of person who would have walked into that producer's office and went, right, we're doing this on my terms. And they would have went, we're looking at doing it kind of like this. And you would have went, no, that's not how I picture it. No, no, yeah, I'm going to do it this way. Happened. Uh, but you told me there was a few, you've had a few like, things and you said no to it. Well, I, t- I realised yet later, you do anything. And yeah. you don't say no to things because producers generally like. You've got to. Well, I also realised that I'd, I'd never experienced the TV world, so I didn't know what I was. I didn't understand how it worked. So I was going in meetings telling people that their ideas were bad, the, thinking that was fine because I thought, well, I'm the comedian. Surely, if I go, well, that's. A, I thought that some people. I genuinely thought some people were joking when they gave me some ideas. So we go, want you for this show. And they'd tell me the idea, and I'd sort of go, okay, that's a joke. <laughs> and then they'd all go, what do you think? And I thought, well, that was terrible. And I'd say, well, that's terrible, isn't it? I'm, like, I'm not doing it. And then, of course, that, that's you've burned a bridge there. So I went, okay, I've learned my lesson there. But some of, and also I realised that what I what I thought was terrible, or what I thought was, it doesn't matter. Like you do, you can make a show. As long as you shine in that show. Yeah. That's what happened. That's what you do. It's like you look at Jimmy Carr's early stuff, and like he would say, he did some bad shows, but he was always great in the shows. Right. And that's what you do. You go in and you shine. Now, I was ignorant. I just didn't know. And I thought as well that you'd have the leeway to do what you wanted mm. and that people would let you do that. But you don't. You realize that you've been shoved this way and that. 
And then, to be honest, some compromise, you just have to make that's making something is a collaborative thing. So you've got to compromise. So there's all these different things. And I, and I already, do it differently now. You already had the hit, though. It was already a hit. So you must have had the kind of attitude of, this yeah, is kind of a ready-made... Yeah, but people don't know what it is. The reason the reason it was a hit was because... And the, the only reason it did... So it was a kid's show, Funs and Games. It wasn't for kids. I did an adult show. But as a joke, I put it in the kids' section so that kids would come. Because it was a kid's show, but it wasn't. All the jokes were for adults. I saw adults. a video yeah. online where you asked a kid, you lost your name, and he went, John, you went, what did you do for a living? It was like five <laughs> years old. Oh, yeah, <laughs> stuff. Yeah, there's, there's, I think there's a few clips. We never recorded. I don't think we re- recorded a full. Oh, no, we have got one recorded, did, the full one. Because there was, I think they did, the BBC Three pilot did go we did, out. Yeah, we did do the BBC Three pilot. And that was too shiny for, because like, the reason it did well was no one wanted it because everyone said it was a terrible idea. Because on paper, it's a terrible idea, so no one backed it. And then we did it, and then people went, oh, what's this? And they came. And so then all the people, I didn't have an agent or anything at the time, so all of a sudden all these agents were approaching it. And they all go, we love it. Hey, let's take, let's change it. <laughs> and yeah. so you're going, well, what do you, you don't, if they'd have just let us do the thing, it may have yeah. failed, but at least it would have failed and people would have gone, well, that just didn't work. But instead... Yeah. It's always that thing. It'll always be in the back of my mind. And a lot of people go, God, what a shame. You know, if only they'd done this. And, you know, you go, well, you know, and I made bad decisions on it and other people did. But it's just, it's just how it is. You know, it's not terrible, the pilot. No, it's not. Good. It's not what it was. Yeah. Sure. But there's, there's glimmers of it in there. But that's also the point of a pilot. That's the other thing. Find out what's good, what's bad. But, but uh, yeah. Because you know, did it's the interesting experience. Yeah. Because then you did another Edinburgh show that was all about a show that went wrong. As well, didn't you? Yeah, that was the first Edinburgh show, yeah. And oh, so that was that the previous fun, one? Yeah, so that was the first yeah. one. Fun's Games was the second So that one. you pretended it was going to be this, like, really deep emotional kind of show that, like, but then just yeah, yeah. everything was designed to go wrong through. Yeah, the And just some people really go got it, and some people like, oh, the show was just, uh, just yeah, didn't work. Loads of stuff just went wrong on him, poor That's guy. It, yeah, and that was the joke as well, yeah. that's the thing. Like, we wanted it to be, the joke being everyone thinks it's it's terrible. And some people will go, oh, this is funny, we get it. But it was played so straight that people would walk out and people would come in, like fire alarms would go off and we'd have to evacuate the building and try and do the show in the beer garden. <laughs> and then we'd go back in and then there'd be, um, I'd forgotten, I was reading notes for the whole month and I couldn't read my handwriting sometimes. And then people would get up and walk out, it were plants. And then a, a show started before my show finished because I got the times wrong. <laughs> but I normally underran when there was no mistake, so I'd never noticed. So this one day, because everything's going wrong, this bear show starts, which was Will Duggan. And uh, I used to pay someone to fly dress as a bear every day for an hour <laughs> for the bear show. So people go, oh, there is a bear show, actually. I saw a bear flyer. And they've got flyer in the pocket going, fuck, the guy's an idiot. He's, there is a show called The Bear Show, and it's supposed to be on here at six. So we do all that. And um, and the bear show was funny because the oh, flyer designed by Michael Dole, Jay Dolan, who was a great comic. Uh, he designed it. <laughs> he's still alive, by the way. He's still alive. He's still great alive. Comic. He just doesn't do He's comedy. still probably a great comic. Jay, in he does <laughs> make him sound very, he's got a very name of a history person, doesn't he? Yeah, well, he um, he just <laughs> did the right thing and uh, and realised it was a, a disgusting industry <laughs> left. And, uh, he's one of the he, only comics, I, I am interested, but he is one of the only comics that I've ever gigged with who arrived at a gig, sat in a green room, to like a nice full room of people and said to the promoter, these guys won't like me, I'm not going on. Really? Yeah, he just he sat there and, went, and the, the guy thought he was joking, but he just went, "No, no, honestly, this kind of crowd won't get it," mm. and just and then just left. Well, we were driving together, so he just stayed for the show. Did he? Yeah, so he just sat in the back room and went. He was only doing a middle ten, so it was like, "All right, I'm not." 
I think we were the two middle tens on, and he just went, and I thought I would never ever do that. I would never do that. I could absolutely show up and just have, oh fuck, this is a clan rally shit, and still be like, fuck, just got to get that ten minutes out the way then, and just mm, plow it like that. it's. Um, no, I've ta- I've tanked to rooms that were hating me, and I've known they were going to hate me. Oh yeah, but you go on to tank. It's just like, yeah. oh, this is going to be I shit, but you still it. go on and yeah. you t- um, you take your tank. Yeah, and I've 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 ruined gigs. <laughs> they were perfectly nice. I'm, I'm very well aware of that. And I did a gig last night. I did two gigs. The, the second one was beautiful. Yeah. First one was good, but there was just moments around you. I was going this kind of. It sounds a horrible thing to say. But they're a kind of audience who just want this. So every time I, something didn't land, and then I'd talk about it, and they were always like, they do not want this. Like they get confused. <laughs> as soon as I start going, oh, that didn't work, which is also a bit of a knobhead move, really. If they, if you, something doesn't work, you can just crack. You can crack on, and when you know they're not going to find that funny, yeah, because there's some stags in, and you know whatever, just not again having a go. But it's just a different kind of gig. Um, and I just found myself doing it over and over again, even though, and then I was like, oh, we didn't like it. Remember before when it was really awkward? And you go, why have you reminded them again? They've forgotten. They're having a good time. So, you know, we're all capable of fucking things up by mistake and uh, we try not to. But, it, I mean, that would be lovely to look at a room and just go, nah. Yeah. But I would do that at every, and some gigs you look at. <laughs> yeah. I do that every just gig. Never go. Yeah, I got paid for it. not doing a gig next week. Yeah. I, that's the ideal situation. Yeah. So we're, like, we're really sorry we've got to cancel it. I hate this job. Yeah. I hate <laughs> gigging. So I this is even comedy. when you're a Tory. Do you, do, do, do you though? Yeah, I don't enjoy this job. Like, oh, would you, you think, would you, if you had to get a normal job? I miss working in a factory. <laughs> I genuinely oh, I miss. I do. I, I used to go in. And my headphones on, and I would make boxes for 12 hours. Yeah. That's perfect. And you're like, this is great. It was perfect. Because then I had dreams of being a comedian. Right. But when you, now I'm faced with the harsh reality of it, there's nothing to aspire to. I'm, 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 I'm where, I always wanted to do well in Edinburgh. I've done well in Edinburgh. I've always wanted my own sitcom thing. I've had that. And I'm still miserable. So what? There's nothing Keep it light. Keep it light. What do you, (laughs) (laughs) No. I, but that's that's the reality of it. You're never happy wherever sure. you are. So I'd rather be in a really miserable place going, God, if I could do that, that would make me happy. Yeah. Thinking it could. But now I realise it doesn't. Mm. Where is there to go? <laughs> Other than I just changed my lifestyle completely. That's why I think Alaska. What? Just could move to Alaska, yeah. Yeah. Middle, the, just middle of nowhere. I reckon Do you Alaska. like the cold? Do you just really like no, the cold? No, but what, I don't like the, I'm in a job I hate. I might as well go to a climate I hate. <laughs> <laughs> I think just, I would suffer. I think I'll go to Alaska. And my dream is actually the desert, an American sort well, of like that, that highway. I think, well, I don't know. I doubt I'd really enjoy living in the desert, if I'm honest. But in my head, I go, I'd live, I'd get like a petrol station, a gas station. Yeah. In America, for our American friends, and I'll just be there, and I'll be like the quirky English guy. I'll go to the bar on the Friday, and then uh, you know I'll, I'll dance with the sad woman by the jukebox <laughs> who's in her fifties and has been dancing there for thirty years. And it was cute when she was in her twenties, but now it's sad. And I'm the wrinkly, in- burnt English guy who's bald now. And they're like, "Here's English Pip," and I come in, and go, "Hey guys," and he's like, "Oh, he's." English yeah. Pip is drinking again. And I come over and just dance for a bit. Like, it puts some Oasis on. No one knows what Oasis <laughs> is. And I put that on because I bring my own CDs. And, uh, and he doesn't play CDs. So I just put my own CD player, which I brought with me. 
And then I go to the gas station and then like on day like five when I'm like, God, I really think I could fit in here. I just got to get shot. <laughs> you really thought about that? Yeah. I thought about it all. Remember, this so, is your dream. It's my, that's my dream. Yeah. This is my, what would make you happy? This really that, miserable that living in the desert. But the thing is, I think you're, like, you're one of my favourite Circuit comics, actually. I'm also one of your favourite guests, and you've had three. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, so no, 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 yeah, no. But so many comics. He's only <laughs> seen two comedians. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, you emceed my first Frog and Bucket show, mm. Beat the Frog show, and it was the first time I seen like a proper decent MC. Well, that's amazing. Oh, also, you were one you for one about, for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This guy's the best oh, no, of I'm one, people. So, let's not get, I'm very good at this job. <laughs> you did the bit about the I just don't like it. Because <laughs> that's it. You keep achieving despite yourself. You're like, I, I hate yeah. this. I'm so, I literally did a show <laughs> that was just based on fucking up the show throughout. Yeah. And it, everybody loved it. I'm also the poorer bastards. than anyone I know. Really? I'm poorer than any, all of my school friends. I keep saying they've got a new kitchen. <laughs> you only need one. I don't even have Can a kitchen. Fucking... I don't own a kitchen. <laughs> They've not... just owned a new one. <laughs> They've I, got... rent, I rent a kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> That's not, when you start breaking your life down that you borrow someone's kitchen for money. It's yes. the saddest thing. I rent a toilet. <laughs> yeah, but not separately from the rest of your flat. You make it sound like it's fucking downtown. Like, and you have to go and open up this huge garage yeah. door. And there's just a toilet not plumbed in. It's just in the middle of the room. You're not even going there to urinate or to poo. You're just going to look at your toilet yeah. of sadness. Like Blockbuster, you, you take the shot about it instead of rewinding the video. Have you flushed? Yeah. Don't forget to flush, please. Be kind. Flush. No, I mean, it's all right. I I say this. I'm of course being a bit silly. I yeah. don't hate the job. It's just it would be. I think we can all agree. Any competitive industry of this nature, with so many fucking snakes, <laughs> <laughs> it would be a lot easier just to sit in a factory and make boxes for twelve hours. Sure. And yeah. to dream, dreaming's the best thing. Don't ever stop dreaming. Stop achieving. Yeah, <laughs> because when you achieve, somewhere you there's somebody it's watching. Rank. This. There's somebody watching this in the middle of a desert in America. Yeah, they're dancing with an Let's old lady, swap. and they're thinking, Let's swap. I could be a comedian in England. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not all it's cracked up to be. I'll swap with you. Can do Port Maddock on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, with it, it, it takes so long, and it's so like to get to where you are. It's a lot of hard work. Really? Well, to get, be unhappy. No, to become a full-time actor. <laughs> it's really easy, mate. I'd say <laughs> make three bad choices in your life and you're there. Even one can do it. I just did three minor ones. You're fucking um, saving up to move to America to be unhappy somewhere else. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's yeah. kind of a mad... Because I would love to be where you are. Yes, but you always think this. I used to think this. I remember I would gig with people when you started. And I was like, God, I'm with this guy and he's got this, that and the other. And then you sit with them in the green room and they're the most miserable fucks. And you're like... Why are you miserable? You've got everything. You're in my favourite sitcom. You're this, that, and the other. And then you sort of get further on. You go, oh, of course, yeah, because they sat with me. And then you're <laughs> in that position. And someone's going, hey, uh, look. And you're going, that's not what it's like. I don't want to ruin this person, break this person's heart. But it's really not what it is. Well, I was with Jamali Maddox, and he gave me that vibe. Jamali. Yeah, well, Jamali's just dead. I love Jamali. Well, he's great, but I, mean, we, and I worked out what he made from the, because I did his support. On show, and I worked out what he made from that show, which was, and I, I said, That's quite good, isn't it? And he goes, Never day at the office. And I was like, Well, never day at the office. But you see, Jamali, what I like about Jamali is that he cuts through the crap. There's some people in really good positions in this business, 
who are just who they they're just very um natural they're just genuine people and Jamali's a genuine guy. The difference is Jamali is just a very genuine bloke mm. who's funny and that's it, you know, so he's not he's not doing the whole God yeah, this is great, this is da 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 but he's just getting on with it and being funny and doing well and he's just a good funny guy and that's it that's so uh, i think um he's like you say he didn't seem bothered it's not that he's just he's not going to bullshit you and start going yeah it's the best thing <laughs> ever oh my god it's you know he's just going to go yeah yeah it's all right so the over the time that's how he is. when i've seen nice people book. do tour shows i thought oh they probably get like a limo to pick him up at the back but we didn't. He, then he got in my Ford Fiesta. After this, it's like it's not like as glamorous. But you think it's glamorous <laughs> when you when you're not in it, right? In the nineties, I think it was. Yeah. Um, like you chat, I like I was chatting to. You get to chat to people like Mark Lamar and things who were massive in the nineties and stuff. And you hear about, um, like the let and the comedy just paid so much then. If you talk to an act now who's a headliner on the circuit and they they did jonglers, I don't know. I missed all this. Period. I've been going for 15 years, which means I've missed like really should have maybe 20, 25 years ago. 25 years ago, mm. the money was ridiculous. Like, they earned thousands a weekend. Well, the thing is, which is, I think a big part of what it was, because I talked to a few of those guys who were like junglers, headliners, mm. and whatever back in the day, is a big part of it is that the money hasn't changed at all. Yeah. So, like, a junglers used to pay. 200 pounds to headline in 1997 and you're like if you were doubling up and there was loads of them so you mm. could have like four or five gigs every like just thursday friday saturday pick up all the you might do six gigs thursday friday saturday mm. get 200 pound a time and it was 1997 when 200 pounds was a proper pay like that was a weekly pay for a normal person so you take it to the fact that the comedy club payments have not matched inflation at all it's they've stayed at like 150 200 it's ridiculous and, and it's the same argument every time they go yeah but some weeks it's quieter you go well that that is your you run the business and they always do it like it's like it's your fault that they're yeah. not doing it well look i'm still paying i'd pay the same there's eight people in i've never been here when there's eight people in. The, yeah. the money went down have you noticed that it went <laughs> down in some clubs and then they went yeah well it's because of covid you go you got the same numbers you had pre-covid what the <laughs> fuck's it um i think that is part of it over COVID, because you're yeah, talking some about people do pay really well. That's the difference, you know. Yeah. There's some great promoters out there, and they pay well. And there's loads of great clubs. Like some clubs have pushed the money up. The Frog and Bucket have increased the fees. Sure, you know. And this is really insider trading yeah. going on. No, but they have, you know, that's just yeah. it. But like you say, it's the thing of the cost of living has gone up. The cost of you know, in, in every aspect, has the cost of you know the the fees gone up. It's I don't know. I don't know how to fucking solve it. The, the only thing I can think of, try and get off the circuit. Which is <laughs> the thing. When you start, you want to be really good on the circuit. Mm. And then you get to a point where you go, I need to get off the circuit. Yeah. And I was that fucking close and I fucked it. <laughs> <laughs> you were. I was close. Really? I think, well, I don't know. But then you think, oh, I'll always keep my hand in. It'd be yeah. nice to come back and do this. Over the pandemic, though, you're talking about, like, hating comedy. Over that pandemic, were you, like... Slightly itching to get back, or were you like, "This is great. <laughs> this is yeah, fucking I great." Yeah. I, I just, genuinely, I get it. to just stay your, inside. Were, this is the dream. Yeah. You were doing your YouTube videos. I did that as a reaction to everyone feeling the need to do stuff for people. I was like, "Who gives a fuck about 
they're going, guys, I'm doing this for you, doing content. No, you're not. You're fucking <laughs> naked. What the fuck what you're yeah. doing? Right, oh, there, fucking. I've taken up the recorder. Here's a comedy song. Uh, you buy me a coffee. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, fuck off. Can't buy ourselves a coffee. We're fucking watching you sit on a fucking sit in your living room with your sad girlfriend. No one does shot. it. No one does it. My, my goal from this podcast is that it gets enough of an audience that I can. I don't care. Other people. No one cares about other people, do they? No one cares about. <laughs> I feel like you really dipped into that. That started yeah. off as something no, that no, could no, have no, got no, you. No one does. My goals for this guy. No one does it for the other. Like it's nice to make other people happy, but you do it to so they buy tickets for yourself. It's a selfish job. But I mean, also, like, I would hate to go. I'd look at a room full of people at a comedy gig. I'd hate for them to have a bad time. Sure. Because they've all paid good money to be there. And it makes me really sad when I look at a lineup sometimes. I go, this is fucking not worth 15 quid. <laughs> like, this is not fair. And they're all sat there going, this is our big night. And you go, this is not fair. You've wasted your night. I know this is going to be shit. I'm so sorry. So you try your best. <laughs> and you're still like, I'm not what you want. I know yeah. that. It's not what you want in this situation. But then they have a great time. Like Wigan last night. Wigan on Friday. Yeah, it's really, that's what I was going to say. It's the thing of going to... The thing, the, the mistake you can make, you walk into a gig and you can look and go, this is going to be awful. And it's one of the best gigs Sometimes ever it's had. always good, mm. isn't it? When you can, like, I did this gig in Wigan on Friday, as I said, and I didn't know it was going, if it was going well. I couldn't tell. It was noisy. There were people chatting. It. Everyone's shouting out. Everyone loved it. Like, yeah. we're all there going, this is fucking, what is this gig? But everyone loved it. Everyone came up afterwards so much that they... Because that was just a different vibe of the club, and they're all like, "This is what we do in Wigan." You go, I don't know if you're having fun. Is this fun? <laughs> you know, because then you you do one. It's in an art centre, and they're all just sat there going, "Yes, <laughs> I'm appreciating this." <laughs> and I go, "I'd rather be in Wigan with people going." <laughs> it's like, but yeah, you just can't tell. Well, that sometimes is the way it is because you walk into and like, oh, there's not. Maybe there's not loads of people in, and like, oh, this room doesn't look right. And then it's great. And then you do get excited when you play like a theatre space, like, holy mm. shit, this is great. And it's just loads of very dry people going, no, yeah. Yeah, no this I is, prefer this is rougher ones. A little, yeah. yeah, a little bit of, a little bit yeah. of raucousness is good. I think so, because it's also such a different, I, when I had the, did a few years of doing quite well and with the people who make things. <laughs> People in London, basically. You start getting put on bills. The people with bridges that you kept hacking down. <laughs> <laughs> I burned it. Maybe burned a couple of bridges. But I didn't intend to. I just didn't realise how to... I didn't realise you couldn't be honest. <laughs> so I didn't realise you had to really just... Anyway, whatever. An interesting business. But, um, and also, if your face doesn't quite fit, that's an interesting thing. So I was getting put in all these gigs with people who were the, the, the London... Basically, everyone went to Oxford or Cambridge. And I was just like, going, I don't know what this gig is. It wasn't a gig. Just people getting up and basically reading, I thought. I didn't think it was comedy. It was just people going, yes. Are you sure <laughs> you weren't accidentally on Loose Women without realising? <laughs> I, 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 I wish I was. <laughs> I don't fit in here. There's all, there's all these... I don't know. Also, it's imposter syndrome, isn't it? A lot of people. Yeah. I think I had a bit of that. Which, uh, ironically, I think there's a funny person there. But um, <laughs> No, but it's just you were imposter by being funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't belong either. here. I'm good at this. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, so it's an interesting. And they're the gigs that you just sit there going, I don't, "I'm not getting any pleasure out of this. I'm not enjoying it." I don't even know if you are. But then they'll come up and say, oh, "They love these things you do." You go, oh, "I'm just trying to be funny." Kind of thing. I don't know. It's a weird. Um, I'm not. I, I feel like I'm being very negative. I keep coming onto podcasts, <laughs> promising not to be really negative. 
You are doing a lot of podcasts at the moment. I'm doing quite a lot. Do you yeah. enjoy yeah. going on them? I like talking. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's, it's hard to be positive when you got charged an extra two pound to see a film in the exactly, West End. Exactly. Unbelievable. So, you know, it's hard to be positive. That was a real slip, was it? <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's very hard to be positive on a Sunday. Um, I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to, I'm doing a lot of podcasts. I quite, I find it interesting, like, you could do something on telly or you could have, like, a, the Radio 4 sitcom and an episode goes out where millions of people listen and you do not get anyone messaging on anything. You don't get a follower on Twitter. You don't get anyone going, oh, I enjoyed that. You could do a podcast. And the audience are very engaging, which is just, I find, really nice. The fact that, so then they go, oh, I really enjoyed that. And oh, though, I like seeing this person on this. And you go, oh, this is interesting. Oh, this is a much more satisfying medium to be on. And I can see why so many people are, are, are going to it. And I've only just started listening to podcasts this year, really. What ones do you as listen a result? to? Well, I don't listen to comedy ones, yeah. uh, but I listen to film ones. I listen to one called Shat the Movers, which sounds... Awful. <laughs> it is very good. Shat. Um, Shat the movie, they just review 80s and 90s films. Oh, well. And there's three of them. Uh, all Will, Will Shatner in them? Is that like the gimmick? No, do you they're know what? All, Weirdly, all no. Will Shatner films. <laughs> you know no, that's, that's the way that not one Shatner. Oh, oh no, there right. will be. I think they did one of the Star Treks. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that would be a very limited. Yep. I can't even think what you'd have in it. Is he in War Games? Shatner. No, he's not in War Games. Is he? No. he was in... He was in the airplane films. Was the, he? Was he? Maybe he wasn't. William Shatner. No, maybe he was. wasn't. No, I'm thinking of somebody else. I don't even know who this is. He's William Shatner. Uh, Captain Kirk. Oh, is it? <laughs> Captain Kirk, mate. Um, he, I bet if you looked at his IMDb, he's been in a million things. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I bet it's a, a huge list of B-movies. Yeah. We could Google it. Well, you know he went to space. He did go to space. Yeah. The oldest man in space. It's just really funny, isn't it? They go, oh, let's just send him to space because he's Captain Kirk. I'm like, yeah. does he want to go? It's just for a laugh. No, he's an old, an old, old fragile an old man. man. No, <laughs> send him up to space. That'll be the dream for you. you just in space, dancing with an old lady. I love that, yeah. <laughs> space, but without a fucking helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should start one, though, Phil. Like I said, everything you, do, you should. Uh, I I if I was to start a podcast, I'd do it from a bunker with a tin hat on and like proper like this week on Phil's truth. <laughs> I'd go full like all the comedians in lockdown. He went fucking crazy. Yeah, he started. He were anti-vaccine, anti-everything. I fucking what I love about those people is the energy they put into this anger and how we're all idiots for believing in a pandemic. So I'm like, even if they're right. We've all moved on now. <laughs> We're all just going back to Weatherspoons and things, you know, yeah. unless you're boycotting it, in which case you've fucking got more money than we have. But uh, <laughs> everyone going, can't believe I don't use Weatherspoons. I fucking do, right? <laughs> Get gammon for five ninety nine and a pint. Uh, I couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> okay, I've just come back from my first holiday in 15 years, thanks to the money I saved in Weatherspoons. Um, fucking went out there. I felt like, honestly, me, a red face. I just felt like I should be running a fucking pub out there. You know, <laughs> just like, British flags. And, um, <laughs> where's the weather spoons? Where's yeah. the weather spoons in this Mallorca? <laughs> Is it funny how whenever you try to be patriotic, uh, it's Cockney. Yeah. <laughs> For British, it's just like, because you know Northerners don't really give a fuck about Britain. <laughs> but, uh, um, I can't remember what point was. Oh, yeah. But the, so all the conspiracy theorist people who were just really angry. I've noticed, I, I, I didn't get rid of them on Twitter because I love, it's the most fun you can have. 
And um, they're still angry and going on about it. Yeah. Whereas we've all moved on, but they're still going, you're all fucking cheap. Okay. <laughs> but we're all getting on with it now, yeah. mate. We're, you put your energy into being funny. Well, that's the job, isn't it? But says me. I can just get here and talk about how sad I am. <laughs> See, I'm like you because I didn't delete any. Like, I never delete anyone from any platform. I never oh, yeah. black it. But I kind of love a bit of that. Like, I kind of. Yeah. yeah. I just love a, I love people who just post really angry memes about how I'm. It's, but yeah. Bullshit. And you're right, they are still there going, this fucking thing. Yeah. I will, you know. And that's great. And also, it's the problem is, like, the, the thing that gets me the most angry, and it's always the same people expect on Twitter, and they go, uh, listen, guys, and if you don't agree with me, please just unfriend me now. And you go, well, <laughs> well, then what do you want? You want everyone to have the same opinion as you, you boring cunt. Is that <laughs> your fucking life? It's just say, and this is why everyone went... What do you mean? Everyone, what do you mean more than fifty percent voted leave? All the all the cunts on my timeline voting yeah. remain. Yes, because you delete anyone who disagrees with you. You try and engage with the opposition. That's what a debate is. That's what a debate yeah. teams have all. We're brought up on debate, and oh, you, you like can't democracy. debate with the sheep. But that's it. Otherwise, you don't know why these people are voting yeah. this way. You can't just call them all idiots all the time. They've got reasons. There's a reason yeah. they're voting this way. There's a reason people feel this way. So you might as well listen to the what they've got, and they might be wrong, and some are fucking insane. But yeah, because of the nature the of most of my Facebook, like you would have definitely thought Corbyn was going to walk the. Yeah, yeah, uh, I did, and a lot of people definitely were like, "I did not see this coming," and I was like, yeah. "Really? You clearly don't look outside of your timeline, yeah. like because it was really clear outside of your timeline that this was going to be bad." Yeah, if I'd have gone off my feed. I'd have been like, yeah, the world's going to be great. This is all, you know, this, that, and the other. God, I hope Putin's reading Twitter. <laughs> Putin's following my uh, my favourites on Twitter because he might change his mind. <laughs> That's not how the world works. There's more people uh, who disagree with you than agree with you, I find, generally. But that's the... Not me. I just but this is the other thing about the circuit as well. That's why there's two different. So uh, without being just really got, to go, it's really loop around. Yeah. But it, I think it's true because then you go around and do these little theatre gigs, and they're lovely <laughs> and everything. And then you were asked, given a lot of money to go and do a gig where there's more than people who just like you and watch your things. And and then you go, God, comedy's gone to shit. And you go, No, that is what we have to do every fucking week. Is <laughs> talk to the, these audiences of varying opinions. <laughs> but if you're used to your you know, and that's fine if you want to do that. But if you want, I think if you want to engage with other people outside of your comfort zone, which you don't, do. that's why you're going to the desert. And oh yeah, no, I've done it for fucking fifteen. Years. I'm tired of yeah. engaging with people. Yeah. Yeah. You've heard I've their really opinions. Like, I've heard. You them. know what they they're think. all logged. Yeah, you can't that's blame it. me for anything that goes wrong with the government. That I don't vote, so <laughs> <laughs> you can't blame me for anything that goes wrong. I just don't really know what's going on with the politics or anything. Oh, it's all going great. That's all you need to know. It's, it's the it's same as it always is. It's, it's exactly the same. It's uh, you get if we got Labour now, it's just going to be another new Labour, which is basically the Tories, but they wear red ties. It's just <laughs> there's no point. Uh, Worlds, what's the point? Go to the desert. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very conscious that we're probably are gonna like run out of time. So that we've got like 20 minutes. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I thought we're really building to a crescendo of what's the point of life? Fuck it. Go to the fuck it. Just don't go to my desert. <laughs> who's, in, who's in after this? <laughs> uh, Danny's doing his. Oh, Danny's yeah. doing his. We only do one a, one a week. Oh, also. good. Yeah. yeah, we don't. 
we don't have the power to just block book loads of people. <laughs> just <laughs> we're thrilled to have you. Let me tell you. Hey, no, it's it's great to be here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but with like, so how, how long have you been gigging now, Kieran? You've been so. I did my first gig, like fucking. Yeah, 15, 16 years ago. Really? But I only did a handful of gigs, and then I started kind of gigging properly, and then I stopped gigging, and then I decided to gig properly again, and then I stopped gigging, and now I'm back, baby. Yeah. Well, not not like, so I used to occasionally, I went through a long period where I like, would do like two or three gigs a month. Right. So it was just like, if you were on, because it used to happen occasionally, people would be on like, the same kind of cycle as me with the yeah, couple. Yeah. So there was like a handful of acts to be like, oh no, Kieran's a comedian. <laughs> those guys. Yeah. And then I could show up at another random club and just loads of people going, who the fuck is this guy? Like yeah, yeah. nobody would know who I was. That's so it. it's, it's, it's interesting that it's... Um, but I consider this very much uh, a retro- post-pandemic is me kind of just going, yeah, let's start gigging properly now. Let's, yeah. let's do loads. <laughs> That's it. It's just you something to do. Yeah, I've met I've met so many boxes. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just like <laughs> I've got <laughs> a, you know, I've oh. got a dream. I've been yeah. dreaming, <laughs> and now I'm reaching for it, and it's a mistake. <laughs> it's a mistake. Don't do it, kid. I'm reaching for the stars. Go but back only... to school. Go back to school. <laughs> That's creepy. Go back to school. <laughs> yeah. I'll be there at the yeah. gate. <laughs> um, what about you, Donald? What have you been doing? I think I'm about two years in now. Two years. Mm. So you started just as the world went to shit. Went, no, sorry, Time can, to start. No, so I reckon I'd have two years of ah. gigging. But I gig. I try. I just like gigging a lot and want to get as good as I can. That's it. That's it. Use this energy. Yeah. But um, I do. I do sometimes turn up and go. Oh, this is fucking. What? Well, you shouldn't be at two years in, pal. I waited till year three. <laughs> <laughs> but like you, for the first two years, I think I did five in the first year. The second, I did about eight. Really? No, I think I did twelve in the second year. And then you might as well, that's nothing easy. You might as well just not bother. But that, uh, but I didn't know. I didn't have the internet. Oh, this sounds fucking ridiculous. The, and I the, didn't know how comedy works. I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know about open spots. I didn't know about the. I didn't know how to gig. So I was just trying to find gigs. Met one guy in the second year, and I said, "How many gigs have you done this year?" And this was about eight months into it, the year. And he went, "Oh, fifty-six. All right. Fifty. How do you how do you find the time? <laughs> 56, okay. not even that. It's not, yeah. Even well, that no, I know it's not. But at the time, I was like, wow. Well, my my first year, because I didn't consider myself a comedian, even when I'd done the first few gigs. Because the first gig I ever did, I was in uni, and I joined the Comedy Society. I just signed up because I did like comedy. I used to watch a lot of stand-up and sitcoms and stuff. So I signed up, and I went. And then they decided to put on like a, oh, we're all going to do... Uh, a bit we're all going to do a set so the show's in three weeks go on it'll be fun write a few minutes and get up and do it so I did that we got this was in Galway so we got it only had really one or two clubs so we got the resident MC of one of them to come down and did it to host it he then said oh do you want to do my gig in a few weeks and just come on and do five or whatever and I was like oh well that kind of went better than I thought it would I'll do that Mm. but so I ended up, I did like three gigs in the year, but they were all kind of ad hoc, do this for a laugh, yeah, yeah. come down. There was no sense of like, I have decided to be a comedian and now I'm gigging and looking for gigs as a comedian. It was just, I've done this thing for a, a joke and now I've done 
it three times as a joke. Yeah, yeah. And eventually, I moved to Dublin and kind of started actively trying to be a comedian. Mm. And then I moved to Manchester, and it all just fell apart. Yeah, it all just fell apart. It's just shit you get in with the Manchester scene. Manchester's yeah. great though. Ah, I like it a lot. Manchester is great. I like London. I yeah. like living in London. I like the London people. You know, a lot of my mates on the circuit. Have you ever played the London store? Oh yeah, I mean, I used to play the Manchester store, but, but I never played the London. Oh no, yeah, no. The last time we did the London store, <laughs> we did funds and games on Radio Two. They were doing the new comedy award. I think it was when Lost Voice guy won, uh, and they were doing the votes, and we overran. But it was live on BBC Two. I didn't realize. I didn't know what the lights <laughs> meant. So we were going on, they were trying to get us off, and I was running around with someone's inhaler in a bag. <laughs> uh, and they didn't know what the hell. They don't know why they booked us, but it's because we were big that year. So they went, let's get funds and games on stage for when they're counting the votes. So they had this <laughs> new act competition, and then all the hot young new comics and all this. And then uh, four blokes in the in the middle age came on, Dress as kids present, dress as a dog and elf, <laughs> and me in hot pants going, Come on, kids! There's no kids in the audience. I don't know what the fuck. kept booking us for gigs going, Wait, it doesn't work. There's no kids. Because it makes no sense at all. <laughs> but they kept doing it. I was like, I don't know. So, yeah, that was the last time I did the London store. But the time before. Have you ever done a weekend at the London store? No, because I, died, I had the worst death I've had in front of loads of uni mates. I, I asked them to come and see me way too early, and it was just heartbreaking. At the London store, yeah. Oh no, I watched your um. You got a King Gong video at the London store. It's still online. No, no, I. Ha- oh no, yeah, no, that was it. No, that. Oh no, sorry, that. Yeah, so I did the King Gong there, which had gone well. Then my you friend put it online. And you bring out a deer. Cannot yeah, get it off. That was my old set. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, now don't look for it. I used to play that in my old <laughs> Link show. in the description. <laughs> uh, used to do what? I used to go through it and analyse it in the last Edinburgh show, and, it, and I thought it was really funny, which it was funny, but it was the most painful fucking thing to do when you look at it. You go, oh, this is so sad. But um, no, I've never really done the London store. I used to do the Manchester one a bit. But yeah, no. And I don't think, and not particularly from the scarring of it, I just never got asked. <laughs> but the um, but they were my only t- like memories. That I, d- I did the King Gong, and then I died on my ass. Because then they give you an open spot, and it was fucking dreadful. So you won the King Gong with the open spot. I didn't win it. No, I came. Th- I think I came third or something, yeah. or second. But if you do well, they give you a chance, and it was yeah. just fucking rank. Yeah. Like, it was so bad, and it was all. It was the first time loads of uni friends, and the only time a lot of them saw me. So they must still see if I. They go, is he still doing it? He was fucking so mad <laughs> at the London. It's just embarrassing. Some left before the end, so we didn't really? have to go for the drink. Oh yeah. Not the end of the five minutes. Uh, yes. <laughs> like your friends walking out on you. That yeah, is yeah. Harsh. And it's a big venue, so they probably made a real commotion. Yeah, they had yeah. to like scurry out of the Sorry, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Have just, you, um, would you move back to London, do, do you think? It's because I, I, I'm going, it's just so expensive just, just to be there, isn't it? Not if you want to live like an absolute fucking skank like yeah. I was. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it can be. I suppose if I had the money, it'd be nice to. If I had the money, I wouldn't be doing this. I'd be fucking in my... I'd be in the desert. Be in the desert. <laughs> in my gas station. Would you really, if you earned a load of money, if you just got given If I had money, the money, yeah. You would quit? Yeah. Okay. Because well, uh, you'd enjoy writing. I've enjoy, done everything I want to do with it. You enjoy writing, don't you? Yeah, but I've just, I don't enjoy it more than sitting on my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've 
You make a compelling case, to be fair. Yeah. I think I would, I think I could look back and go, I'm happy with, I did some really interesting things. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I'd love to be able to, if someone gave you a sitcom or a show, which I'd love to do that. But if I was given millions of pounds, then I'd go and enjoy millions of pounds. Would you like to do the Apollo? We're not. It's not on my tick, my bucket list. No, yeah. never. But I never wanted to, my, nothing to do with stand up is on my bucket list of right. achievements. I never. I only did stand up to do a sitcom, right. and then I've done the sitcom. I mean, I'd like to do the sitcom on TV, but I've done the radio version at least. So I have done that and worked with some heroes. But um, uh, no, it's not been on my thing because it's not. I wouldn't enjoy it. The experience because right. I'd get too nervous and I'd be like, oh, I don't think they call me of all that. And I've heard enough from people who haven't enjoyed doing the Apollo that I think oh, I would, I'd be one of you. I'd be, I'm on the same sort of, I'm in the same ballpark as you as a comic. Would area. it be? You would do it though, wouldn't you, if you were asked? I'd probably do it. I wouldn't, but again, I'd have to, I know the director and he has told me adamantly I'm not going to be on it. Mm. I'm mates <laughs> would with it him. Be? And as a joke, someone went through once they went, so this other guy went, that's the director of the Apollo. You should honestly go in and have a word with him. I went, oh, really? I said, Hey, Anthony, I said, uh, will I ever be on the Apollo, mate? He went, fucking hell no, Phil. Not when you're <laughs> stacking chairs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go, mate. I said, <laughs> well, would it, be, it would be too controlled for you, though, wouldn't it? Cause well, you... Point, yeah, I wouldn't shine in that environment. Because like, you you're a great comic, like, a really brilliant comic. But part of what makes you brilliant is that you are, like... I The vibe is that anything could happen when you go on. You could just yeah. take a, a notion... And just start joking around with the whole space and the whole crowd and, and just the whole that. world. People yeah. hate that. The, the no, people producers. love that. But like on something like the Apollo where they're like, uh, can you just run through the exact 15 minutes that you're going to do so we have it timed and you know, and uh, we can run through it to make sure there's nothing offensive. And then you'd be like, yeah, but sometimes I want maybe want to start fucking messing. Yeah. But as you get, like, the more you do it, what's really funny is the stuff they love. TV producers come up to you like they wanted me to be the new Barrymore for ages. So I was going to meetings about game shows and all these things. And then the more they talk to you, you go, Oh, you want me to be the new Barrymore? But then when you're doing stuff, they go, Oh, we can't have you. So you have to, you need to know what you're doing. I'm going, well, Then you don't want me to, you don't want the new Barrymore. But yeah. uh, you forget that he was the best, no matter, yes, there's been a few controversies around that. But as a presenter, he, there's no one come close, I don't think, to being as good as Michael Barrymore. On TV, Bradley mm. Walsh is good, but he's no, there's no excitement watching him like you would with Barrymore. Yeah. Watching him, even now, look at clips of Michael Barrymore; it, they're fucking phenomenal. It's still funny because you don't know what he's going to do. Yeah, he's coked off his tits on <laughs> most of them now, but but even his live <sighs> stuff's brilliant. But the problem what? is, it's a scary thing because you can't control it. What was the name of the the quiz show that was like top, middle, or bottom? Top, middle, or bottom? Yeah, what was the, what was that? Uh, strike it lucky and strike it rich because yeah. they had to check. But top, middle, or bottom? Top, middle. This sh- it's such a basic shit game, but he, if you watch it, because when we were making a game show years ago, and I would use that as an example, I'd go, like, if you watch it, he spends the first half of a half an hour show, so the first 50 minutes, it's on ITV, so there's a break, just talking. He doesn't. The game doesn't start for 15 minutes. He's just chatting to these couples. Didn't know anything about them. He used to say, don't tell me, and he'd find out when he got down there. And it's just brilliant ad-libbing, great comedy, you don't know what he's going to do. And then the game starts and it's shit. But he just <laughs> carries this dog shit game of press. Do you want to press this top, middle or bottom <laughs> and get across? There's one like where there's a Welsh couple and he's chatting. And if you hit one that's a hot spot, they lose the prize if they move mm. on. So he's chatting. They go, 
you've won a palm tree. And he accidentally hits the next one. It goes, hotspot. And the lady goes, oh, I don't think we we're going to move on. He says, oh, forget it. He says, what are you going to do with a palm tree in Wales? And then just fucks <laughs> off and just loses the prize. Yeah. It's great. But the problem with that is there is a fear. I, I do get it because you've got a controlled environment and it's a scary thing because if it goes wrong, it goes horribly yeah. wrong. But also, it would be nice to see some people on telly like, you know, like that with a bit. Yeah. I don't know. And do you think, because if it is pitched right, people would love it. Like, Because people did love Barry Bourne and people do love those shows with a, a vibe of kind of, yeah, you know, uh, this isn't mapped out to the absolute letter. Yeah. This is a little bit chaotic, but just controlled chaos. Yeah. Or just someone with a bit of a, you know, I think like I love Alan Carr. I think he's a great presenter yeah. and stuff. I'd love to see him do more things, but, you know, you give him a bit more free reign just to be funny. What are you doing at Edinburgh this year? A stand-up show? I'm just doing a stand-up show. It's just stand-up for an hour with no gimmicks or anything. Really? I'm just doing It's just an hour of actual material. Are you looking forward to doing that? Not at all. <laughs> this is a ruse. Well, so are you this doing is it? a ruse, by the way. There's going to be a bear who's going to show up out of nowhere. A lion is going to randomly attack you and tear your face off. You're going to pretend allowed. it wasn't. Yeah, I'm not allowed. We're talking about touring. I can't tour because there's about 18 people on my shows. But this <laughs> show is just me and a microphone. Uh, Hedgehog. It's on at uh, just the tonic, <laughs> just at the road for all of August, except for the 15th. And I think it's on at 6.40. <laughs> I, I like the way you said just you've up the road. You don't know where these people are. You've got yeah. Just yeah. up the road. Four just right. up the road. <laughs> We've got four subscribers, hopefully. Oh, my God. I'm not even one of them. <laughs> God, you've only got one more subscriber than you've guessed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'll be the continuous race. Yeah. I mean, I have about fucking three, because I have about three Gmails. Yeah. I could just subscribe three times. Yeah, you should do. I haven't that. even done that. You should, yeah. I haven't even done that. Get the ball rolling. Uh, <laughs> I'll retweet it to my four people. Oh, my God. We might have eight. No, right. we it won't. We'll get, we'll get one more. Too many. So, but how come you're doing just, did your agent say, is that a decision you made with them? Or I think so. And also, it's the thing of, like, again, people don't look at me. They think I'm like an actor. Hmm who does comedy, where they go, no, I'm a stand-up, that's what I've been doing. I'm, I just do shows in Edinburgh. I always thought, do a show, do something showy and big and use it as an opportunity to do interesting things. Mm. No. <laughs> uh, you'll get good reviews and you'll get the whole, I walk around Edinburgh and everyone's like, oh, I've heard about your show. But then you get very little after that because they just want, you're not going to get on ITV2 by, if, they, if they don't see a, it's like 10 minutes of stand-up that they go, I can do that and put that there, yeah. kind of thing, you know, which, I, again, I get, because they just look and go, well, that was great, but Phil was running around in hot pants for an <laughs> hour, and loads of people kept coming in and out, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on, and I don't know, did he actually tell a joke? So I get that. So if you want to be on, to move it on to, and show people, look, I can do this in a controlled way, I could turn up at that time and do this, and you, and which I've always done, every time I've done any TV stuff, I've always gone, here I am, I'm here, I've done what I said I was going to do. It's always gone great, but then they go, oh, the old Phil, he might fucking climb the scaffolding or something. Yeah. I don't. I just don't <laughs> do it. I'm not fucking <laughs> doing that all the time. I do it at a gig above a pub. I'm not fucking... I've seen you climb up the thing at the frog and bucket. Yeah, I nearly yeah. died last time. <laughs> <laughs> I was just not doing that again. Because <laughs> you were like, I might put some energy into the room. And it probably yeah, didn't. Uh, didn't. Yeah. <laughs> did a mime last night at this gig when it was really, like, struggling. I did this really big bit. 
it was stu- not really struck. It's like it was going well, but I got big on this big mime bit. Nothing, and then I and I pulled a muscle, and I just went. That was not worth <laughs> for that reaction. Yeah. Right. And that was your big finish. You just walked <laughs> off to pretty much silence. Because <laughs> <laughs> I remember that last time I did the, there was a girl talking about um, how all men have podcasts, and you just went on and went where well, you could start a podcast. Oh yeah, that's that was such really a funny. weird point to make. <laughs> just came out of it. Uh, I'm a man. Uh, oh my! Oh, what we need is more white males doing podcasts. And then walked off, and I went, "Yeah, but you, you don't have to be commissioned to make a podcast. <laughs> Anyone can make a podcast if you want to make a podcast. It just turns out that a lot of white men have decided to make podcasts. But you don't have to. One, you don't have to listen. Two, you don't have to. Anyone can make the. Po- that's my point. It's not like. You can't have a go at anyone else. If this podcast thing. proves anything, it's that anyone can, can make yeah, yeah. a podcast. I mean, yeah, but I just didn't get what I didn't get who the target was with that. Thing is, you went. Everyone went. Oh, as if it was really edgy. It wasn't edgy. Oh. It wasn't being edgy. I just went. You just went. You could start a podcast. I just went, you could start a podcast <laughs> if you want. If that's your issue, then start. start a, I just don't understand who the target was. <laughs> it's like I don't know. No, I don't. I can't think what it's. it's you, it's it's a very it, anyone can do this. You can release it on any platform. You don't need anyone's permission to do it. You don't need any money, really. Not really. To do, you no. could do it on your phone and stick it on YouTube for free. So you can't get on stage and start complaining the, that loads of that certain people are doing. I just don't understand what the what the, the point is. There is also a lot was. of women and non-white men with podcasts. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not doing a GB news statement here. I. Agree, there's way too many white men doing things anyway. <laughs> but that just seems like a really odd area. That's outside of comedy. That's like, well, inside and outside yeah, yeah. of comedy. That's the whole world. But I just don't There's get, a lot of I white men doing a lot of stuff and it needs to stop. I just didn't understand that particular statement and, and I just still don't understand what, what the point of it was. The thing is, you're like, well, we, you could start a podcast and you went, right, next act. I'm going to address that. I don't understand what the point of it was. But anyway, fucking hell. God knows. I'm Listen, I'm not going to die on any hill except for the one in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> or climbing the scaffolding in the frog and bucket, yeah, probably. Yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> Just, avoid writing that's, a joke. that's inevitably how you're going to go. Oh, definitely. Uh, I feel like I've just been really negative. In I feel I've enjoyed having you here, if that's any consolation. There you go, fifty percent. Yeah, yeah, you're you're one for two, and that's you know. Well, so I got a spring water. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream. No, I, I long-standing fan, Phil. Well, it's right. lovely to see you. Again. Always, we haven't seen each other for a while, have we? No, it's going back well before the pandemic. When did you last to be gigged together many times? Gigged together a fair few times. A few times, yeah, a couple of times. But um, well, you used to host. Beat the Frog back when I did it a few yeah. times. In Preston, back in I think yeah, back in the day. Back in the day, Preston. Yeah. yeah. What was that venue like? That was nice. It was. I, uh, I much preferred it. I preferred playing Preston and Manchester. Yeah, we tried bringing it back. That wasn't so much. Oh, they're not doing that anymore. <laughs> Tits. But um, yeah, it was a nice venue. Just Preston. Phil's ready to go. He's got his car keys in his, in his hand. Anyway, good to see you all. <laughs> <laughs> Did I started, I genuinely started backing away. I thought you were wrapping up. No, no. Yeah. Well, I was going to, but then Danny hasn't texted yet, but we probably should wrap yeah. up. Yeah. I think it was, yeah, there was, 
rather put of like I've enjoyed having you here it's like oh this is clearly yeah. the end well <laughs> thanks for <laughs> having me guys <laughs> <laughs> right I think we, I think oh, we will wrap it up yeah, thanks, Phil, thanks Kevin, thank man. you so I much I know I hope that was uh, <laughs> whatever that was yeah <laughs> that was good I enjoyed it <laughs> to summarise um, Jamal is a cool guy <laughs> Uh, I'd like to live in the desert. Yeah. If you want to start a podcast, just start a podcast. <laughs> You're very um, cheap, which may or may not have been captured on the mics. And if you ever get a, if you ever get a Pepsi Max instead of a normal one, do complain. Complain if yeah. you've not got if you've had poor service or you the product you've been presented with was not as advertised or as even as expected. You are within well within your rights to get a refund or at least a replacement mm. uh, up to or <laughs> below the value of the product which you originally purchased. And, uh, I don't think I don't think you tolerate below the purchase. Uh, no, you. I know I would ask them to just yeah pour some bar snacks into my hands until I feel like <laughs> Oh, and if there's a homeless guy, you could sit on the bench with him and drink for the same price as him. Just sit on yeah. the. You don't have to be homeless. Just but sit don't don't have the, the cider. Don't yeah. have the cider. Though. If there's a beer garden on the street <laughs> like the ones in London, there's usually a bench there. Just sit on the bench, talk to your friends, and buy cans and drink them out the back. That is. I think that is the right thing to do. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. On that note, right. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, Phil. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone, for watching and listening. And I'll see you next time. <laughs> Much, obliged. Now. Much obliged. Much <laughs> obliged. Oh, yeah. Look, I'm still going.